0: And welcome to episode 88 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official video game podcast. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and joining me this week is Lucy James.
1: Hello.
0: Tamar Hussein. I only podcast standing up now. <laughs> I actually got a... Uh, I, just, I just ordered a stand-up desk, and I'm very yeah.
2: excited to stand
3: up yeah. for what
0: it'll be. I don't know,
1: but,
3: here's, you know. The, <laughs> I mean,
2: the thing is... I'll oh, go ahead. Here's
3: the pro tip. Make sure... Or if you can get yourself a either a mat to stand on or a you can get these balance boards which are real good like they're Mm -hmm. very very slightly off the ground and they just activate your legs and your to keep it kind of moving otherwise even standing in place after all can be bad because you're not actually moving around you're just planted Mm -hmm. um so it's good to have those boards it kind of like micro trains your feet and your muscles around your legs Interesting. I I ordered. I think they're called uplift desks.
0: Maybe I don't Ooh. know. You sent me the link, Lucy. Yeah. And it was like you can buy extra. You can buy extra stuff for it, and one of the extra yeah. things was a hammock you can put under it. <laughs> which, I was like all I right. Mean, that, that, I hey, that'd be kind of cool. But also, like when everyone's working from home, I don't really need a hammock under my desk. You know, it's like
1: wow. Well, I got my bed
0: over here. Just that speaks bed. to
2: a man who's never had a hammock under his desk. You know.
0: Yeah, I haven't.
2: What are you missing out?
4: Also joining us is Jean-Luc Seipke. Hello. I didn't want to speak until uh, you said my name. Sorry. Yeah. Those I... are the podcast <laughs> rules, and I must follow <laughs> until,
3: them. <laughs> until <laughs> the hammock discourse was over. How, how do you feel about hammocks under your desk, Jean-Luc?
4: Uh, I I would love that if I could. Um, my Underneath my desk is a horrifying rat's nest of cables. Uh, mm-hmm. So I could kind of make a hammock out of them if I wanted to. Sleep in that. A cable hammock. That doesn't sound good. I feel like... <laughs> no.
0: I feel like I just watching monitors and computers tip over and cameras Mm -hmm. falling over be a bit of a mess.
2: I have, um, 2019, I traveled a lot. Like I did three trips back to the UK. I went to Japan. I did a couple of other things and I bought a, a hammock for airplanes for about $10 from Amazon and you can attach it under the, uh, the, the, table rest thing in front of you and you can just like have your have your feet up and Mm -hmm. if you've got a a spare chair next to you which were a couple of the flights i did you can kind of lean off to the side and just put your feet up a bit just top tip ten dollars
0: there are few things better than getting on a flight and realizing that no one is sitting next to you or even better you have a lot of leg room like you're in that weird space between cabins and you just have a
3: lot of leg room
0: it's the best
3: thing. Especially when especially legs are as
0: long as mine.
3: (laughs) Every now and then like something travels around like Twitter or Reddit or any other like pop culture website which is someone doing something new and horrifying on a plane. Remember a little while ago it was the one of people who could like lock people's seats ahead of them from reclining or something like that by putting something on it so it's like you could deny them that that was like messed up the other day i saw an image of some lady sitting in her chair and she has very long hair but what she had (gasps) done is she had draped the hair over the back of her chair so the person behind that person is looking at her hair
4: that's coming over
3: Mm. i was like that is genuinely open the plane door in the air and eject that person. That is <laughs> disgusting. That is horrifying.
2: I thought you were gonna talk about that weird video where it's like um that girl licking something off a toilet seat in oh my the plane. Oh, oh, I remember That's that one. That's one that I no. saw. <laughs> yeah, Didn't
3: don't
0: do see that. that one. Don't think I wanna see that one either. Mm-hmm.
3: No. Welcome well, to Hammockcast.
2: I was gonna say big big Hank Scorpio vibes <laughs> from us at the minute. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, before we get into what we've been playing, I should probably let everyone know that this is my last episode of GameSpot After Dark. It has been an incredible ride. I'm it's like some, it's like so someone much. farted
3: in a room and everyone is slowly leaving now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, wait, what? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been at GameSpot for six years now. It is it it's long been my dream job. It still is in some respect. Like I wake up in the morning and can't believe that I not only made it here, but was able to spend six years in games media. I mean, especially considering how much games media has changed in the six years I've been mm-hmm. here, add on the fact that how much it's changed in the last 10, 15 years. It, it's just, it's absolutely wild to me. I am I feel so blessed and so fortunate to have worked with all you wonderful people um, right now and over the years. It has just been Incredible. And of course, all the people listening like this show in particular was a was a work of love and passion. Uh, It's something that, you know, when I started at GameSpot, like we kind of dabbled in podcasts a little bit. We used to have podcasts, but we kind of stopped. And it's something that I wanted to do for the longest time, but I didn't really have the not necessarily the clout, but maybe the experience under my belt to or, or the weight, I guess, to like push around to get something like this started. Uh, so when it started, it was like, I don't know, probably one of the my favorite things I've done here, and I'm very happy we made it to 88 episodes. I think, I think that might be a record for Gamespot podcast as of now.
3: Gamespot podcast, so. um, yeah. In the post, so there's two errors. Well, you can, Gamespot has officially had two solid podcasts now. The Hotspots back in the day, which went for way mm-hmm. more than 88 podcasts. Many times people have tried to make podcasts happen since the hotspot and they just haven't done it. So Jake is the first person to successfully mm-hmm. get a long running GameSpot podcast off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it wasn't just th-
0: me. I had a lot of help from you guys, Lucy and jean Luke in particular. Um, and Peter Brown was a big help in the early days as well. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he uh,
3: I was well, trying to kill it every step of the way. Yeah, said, what to, to
0: was, more, what's the phrasing of
2: pia brown unfortunately didn't no like one, it. it no
0: no no. he he was uh he, he was pushing for it as well mm. uh, but was. i feel like once we got it started and like kind of got the ball really rolling he had moved on to sony mm. um but, but i i don't know it, it's something that like i'm uh, like it wouldn't exist also without the people who are listening to it obviously like all you folks at home who are listening every week sending us questions uh chiming in on the discord and whatnot like all that stuff means the world uh to me and all the folks here uh i i i, I don't know what's happening with Gamespot after dark i imagine it'll still be here but i'm kind of gonna mm-hmm. pass the torch to lucy and jean luc and to more and i imagine michael will probably be on a lot more which should be mm. a lot of fun yeah.
3: Mm. yeah still from kind of funny that Cam host
2: Let's have <laughs> house. I mean, yeah, it's definitely gonna continue. It's yeah. just obviously gonna have a jake-shaped hole in it. But I've, there's always the door.
3: It's gonna be like to come a, back. what's that game show? Um, Total Wipeout where the wall is coming at them with the hole in it and they have to make the pose. Oh wait, like, is that not just
2: called hole in the wall?
3: Maybe hole in the wall, but it's gonna be a jake-shaped hole in the wall now. And every every person who comes from this point on is gonna try to fit in a shape that is you and they will always fail and get pushed good off luck. the platform into the I'm, I'm <laughs>
0: taller than what a lot of people think. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, you really are. That's the, think, the problem.
2: So when you were talking about saying that you got a standing desk, your posture is so good and you're so tall. I kind of always thought you had a standing desk.
0: Oh, my posture is not good. At least it's They're not, not like anymore. Th-
2: looking here, it's like, you look like you're standing up.
0: Oh, that's because I've got this thing back here. Ah. Which keeps my back straight. That's a Richard tip. Uh, I saw him using it and I was like, hunched over my desk <laughs> like this. And I was like, hey Richard, where'd you get that? And he's like, I just ordered a ball off Amazon and deflated it for like $4. Richard's?
3: <laughs> okay. R- Richard's desktop is wild. It's like, it's got a, a, a humidifier. It's
0: oh, got yeah. he has got like incense yeah.
3: burning. Mm-hmm. he has got but
2: like, like c- oh, it's wild. compared to the rest of us, he's got the best ergonomics I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah.
3: He's like, his 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 desk is, in many ways, a temple. Like, you go in there and there's like, <laughs> a little koi pond underneath his desk. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. See. Th- I don't need a coiled pond. I just want to like
0: stand up straight. I don't want to shrink yeah. down, and I felt like that was happening, especially because this chair that I have isn't the best, and this desk isn't the best. Like it's not a real desk; it's like a picnic table with a thing over it because I needed room for monitors and and these giant new systems and the camera. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> you can
3: just throw all of that in the bin.
0: That's the plan. I'm just gonna right when this ends, I'm just gonna wipe everything off my desk in one swoop, <sighs> and then. That'll be it. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to yeah. do that.
1: No. Yeah, I, I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> with
0: my, some of it I have to return. I don't want my PlayStation 5 to be damaged because if anything happens to that, I won't be able to get one in a decade, it seems. Mm-hmm. so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to what we've been playing. Lucy, do you want to kick us off here?
2: Yeah, so I haven't really... Actually, why have I written these down when I could talk about the movie that I saw? Um, Kong
0: vs. Godzilla?
2: I did... Wait, was was that it? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, I saw that too last night.
2: (laughs) So uh, I've been playing through Persona 5 Royal. I finally finished the Casino Palace. I got through all that stuff and I've just started on the Boat Palace. Um, I took a bit of a hiatus from it, but now I'm back, baby. Um, Still playing through Disco Elysium. Uh, I finished It Takes Two with a friend of the pod, Simon Cardi. We finally... He called me out on the IGN UK podcast last week. He basically issued...
3: Sounded very bitter as well. Like, he,
1: like
2: I felt so bad because I have been really busy this week, and I, last week, sorry, and I hadn't been able to play with him. And he, uh, he calls me out on the podcast. I was like, how dare you? So we put time <laughs> together, got some time on Sunday and finished it. I really enjoyed it. I still can't believe how inventive it is when it comes to its boss fights. I also can't believe that it's so detailed. Like every new section has new mechanics and just a buttload of detail like in every in all of the environments and it was just very cool very fun experience and now i'm playing through it with zach but i'm playing through as the other character so i get to see uh try out the other side of that but i saw godzilla versus kong with tam and a couple of other people We rented out a cinema um so there was i think eight people in an entire cinema masks on the whole time wait it just f- how much does that cost Twenty bucks, fifteen dollars che-
3: cheaper a than person. a normal ticket. What? Price. Cheaper Wait, than really? a
2: normal ticket. Yeah, it was
3: How? wild. It was not only was it cheaper, it was also <coughs> dying. What's you, happening here?
2: Is this a bit? No, or I'm are dying. you choking? It's
3: actually dying. Um, if you say ghost recall, I'm gonna end this call. <laughs> uh, it's also safer. Like, way safer. And it was, like, a way more pleasant experience. I mean, you get a no whole one... road to yourself. Yeah. yeah. There was no one in that entire screen except people we knew. And even then, because mm-hmm. it was dark, people we knew couldn't figure out who we were until after the movie. Yeah.
2: We're <laughs> just, like, we're nowhere near any anyone else. But it was it was so weird to be back in a cinema. But it was, I had I was, um, you know, masked on the whole time, like I said. Because still, even though it's, like, obviously people you know and whatever and you're still spread apart, I didn't want to I'm still very nervous. Um, can't wait to get on a plane. Um, Tam, I, lo- I just actually looked, and the uh, so Tam and I go back to the UK for a little bit uh, to sort through visa stuff. And the section that we're sat in still very very empty, so all good. Love but it. the rest of the plane is very very busy. So oh no, yeah. Mm. But Godzilla versus Kong. I have not seen Godzilla King of the Monsters. However, my partner is a very big Godzilla fan like he Godzilla's his boy he's seen every movie <laughs> he's got the special edition blu-rays I bought him a Godzilla poster by um uh, if you have seen the artist attack Peter um who uh did this incredible run of Godzilla prints and I bought him one of those last year he loves Godzilla and uh my first ever Godzilla movie that I saw I saw the 2014-16 one whenever that one came out
0: 2014
2: 2014, so it was like I,
0: 2014, 2017, 2019, 2021 for all nice. of the, the monster movies that mm. led up to Godzilla. Mm-hmm.
2: The monster universe. Um, and I remember enjoying it. I don't even think I even saw the Matthew Broderick one when I was a kid. Um, That's good. Deeper underground, bit of quiet mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but he very kindly explained everything that happened in Godzilla King of the Monsters before he went in. So I felt like I had a greater understanding, but I still felt like I missed just like... A huge amount. Um, Kong. I've seen Skull Island. Enjoyed it. This is a King Kong movie. This is not a Godzilla movie. This Godzilla is, is
3: barely in it. This is American propaganda. That's what it is. <laughs> American propaganda. Because the way that movie unfolds, it's a
2: sad dad movie. First of all, it's a sad dad, movie, a, firstly, a
3: sad dad yeah. movie. But they they like they are puppete- puppeteering that. So King Kong who represents the fragile American ego, isn't hurt too badly. Because <laughs> everyone knows Godzilla shits on King Kong from a height. Like, them. it's they a... They made him much bigger, too. Yeah, King Kong yeah. It should not be that size. Well, no, what the hell? Like King also, Kong
4: like, scales the Empire State Building, and
3: like Godzilla yeah, is yeah. the Empire State Building. Yeah. <laughs> also, Godzilla has nuclear breath. And can fire nuclear lasers. It's nuclear. And nuclear. Yeah, but, but, but Kong got an axe. Yeah, he's got an axe though.
2: Yeah. Which I didn't realize until Zach explained to me that the axe is actually made out of a bit of a Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a kaiju. I, I just, didn't get that at I all. I
0: just like the thinking. They're like, how can we even the playing field here? Godzilla is clearly stronger. I know. Let's give him an axe. That, that'll yeah. be fine.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> he needs, he needs. Uh, yeah. The, the axe stuff was cool. The, um, so the thing I really loved about it is like every time Kong and Godzilla, respectively, were on screen, I was like, yes, I'm into this. I thought the human stuff with Kong, the sad dad part of the movie with the little kid and the researchers had no idea what Alexander Skarsgård was doing there or what his qualifications were because <laughs> he gets up to some mad shit. That, th- that part was good. That was a great movie. And then the conspiracy theory side of it happened and i was like what What? the hell is so there is a guy who runs a um
3: infowars.com
2: essentially a conspiracy podcast all about apex who's uh the evil people in this like this apex corporation okay and he's like reporting from the front lines and he you know talking about the impact of kaiju and of um kong and whatever and he's like they're up to something blah, blah blah millie bobby brown's character um so her mom was a baddie in the second movie or something yeah, like she millie was in Bob- it as
3: well yeah
0: oh okay yeah
2: yeah, yeah. she was in that so Millie bobby they brown's could have probably character- just
0: cut all of that she entire arc with her sh- with millie bobby thing. brown the, well, the conspiracy thing, stuff like didn't th- need any of that it it's
2: kind of, of the surprising is, they
4: carried that over even
2: i don't know why they did like because she power, as a definitely. as a teenager yeah just tracks down this conspiracy theory guy. And then for some reason, well, the, the only reason is because they can't just have a teenage girl go and meet a grown man that she's met on the internet. So Ricky Baker, uh, the well, I, oh God, I wish I knew that actor's name. Ricky Baker from Hunt from the Wilder People is there.
1: Yeah.
2: Does nothing. Yeah. And it's so weird because the tonal shift is like, all the stuff with Kong is like, just leave Kong alone. He just wants to live. He wants to find his home, his family. Home. Yeah, home. And then home. the stuff with the conspiracy theory, it's like everything is a quip. And I, it's the fucking Joss Whedon effect. And I hate it. Mm.
1: And Millie I'm sorry Bobby to Brown. invoke
2: the name Whedon, but like <sighs> not everything needs to be a quip just... or it's just exhausting. And that was like this huge... Fucking pendulum shift in tone, no. and it was terrible. and made no sense, but everything else in the movie was great. So, if like if you just cut them out, it'd be so good.
3: I'm just gonna say I don't understand people. Like, I don't understand Millie Bobby Bobby Brown. Like, awful in almost everything I've seen her in. Like, even Stranger Things. I'm like, not
0: I, like you don't understand what she's saying, or you don't. Like, understand I just don't like, understand like, why, why.
3: Like, which yeah, why why are people so like into this? Like, Stranger Things, fine, whatever, but in these Godzilla movies, absolutely awful. Like, get her out. <laughs> Terrible.
2: It's, I just find it. I just found the, the characterization really, really yeah. I mean, weird. And it's like, Millie Bobby Brown is, I mean, good for her. Like, she's a millionaire and, like, she's also British, I think.
3: Oh, I and take all that back. I take all of it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> she's, she's a, she, back, Bobby she Brown, is done
2: well for herself, but I just think that character is just like.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, just wow. get rid of that character. Take um, get rid of uh, Uncle. You're famous as well. Um, and, Uncle,
2: you're and, famous. I think yeah, the only and, character,
4: because I I would love for them to like make a movie that just doesn't have any like human main characters. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have humans oh, yeah. in the movie, but just like. I don't know just show
2: them screaming and running away or, or show them okay. you know responding
4: okay. well, to that, the threat like but it's just like I it's like they can't trust the audience to just like have you seen enjoy it. the monsters so, being monsters.
0: That that is one of the good things about this movie though at least compared to the Godzilla 2014 Godzilla the King of Monsters I don't know, I don't remember what they're called and is that this one is King more focused on the fighting of yeah. the giant cool. monsters than the other ones so I mean, when I watched that movie, I like checked out during all of the human stuff. Like, I'd look over and be like, "Ah, now they're in Hong Kong for some reason." That's when Even I went to pee. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. Uh, but but then like all of a sudden the scene changes and like you get this ultra wide shot yeah. of the city and King <laughs> or like, uh, yeah. Godzilla is like swimming through the water and you see his you see his scales sticking up or his mm. spine sticking up and you're like, "All right, let's go." And the fights are fun and they. They fixed that thing that the last Godzilla had where everything was like really rainy and dark. So you like, it was hard to see the fights. And this is just like. We're going to make it sunny all the time. Yeah. Uh, even if it's getting close tonight, like next scene's going to be during the day just so you can watch them fight in the day. And like all the shots are really far away. And like the scale is really cool. But A lot yeah. of
2: neon that looked really cool. Like neon, yeah. there's, I remember this one shot where there's all this neon coming through fog and just lighting them up.
3: And it just looks yeah. really, really good. Have you, Jean-Luc, have you seen Shin Godzilla? I
4: haven't. Oh. I actually
3: been meaning you to watch it. You should watched watch Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. So, is that basically it's, what I've, I'm looking for? It, yes. but no, it's got people in it, but the people are basically office workers and scientists trying to figure out how they stop Godzilla. But it's not like army shit. It's like a bunch of pencil pushers, point dexter's trying to be like, "What, what is this thing? And they're like from okay. a distance going, it looks like it can do this, this and this. Maybe if we tried this and then Godzilla is like, no, fuck you. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, God, we've got to figure out this. and it, And it is like the best Godzilla film. There is. So that's also, the other
2: one that I've seen with Zach, and it starts off, and it's also it's way goofier than you would expect. <laughs> it's,
3: it's also, um, it's also directed by uh, what's his name again? It's the um, Evangelion guy, right? Yeah, Hideki Anno. So it's, it's, and he just reuses the Evangelion soundtrack <laughs> you like, were saying that there's entire songs that you're like, yep, this is the Evangelion soundtrack <laughs> straight up and it's phenomenal. Like I can't recommend that. It's on, I think it's on Amazon and I think it's on YouTube as well. Um, but make sure when you rent it, you rent the Japanese one. Cause there's an English one and a Japanese one. Make oh, sure they Japanese do that one. thing where it's like two yeah, separate yeah. downloads. It's two I different pro- pro- products. But okay. Like that film is a straight up 10 out of 10, like incredible.
4: Banger,
3: and also, like, as well. there's a there's like versions of Godzilla, and one of them is the derpiest Godzilla that you've I have seen, ever seen. I have
4: seen the derpy like, Godzilla, he yeah. His
3: eyes are looking two different ways, it's <laughs> really <And laughs> He's yeah. like wiggling his booty, and <laughs> it's the best.
2: He's an icon. I, I want to get a figure of him for my desk. This godzilla
3: I've been trying pretty to buy thick, one, though. <laughs> this one, yeah. I don't this know if one you guys saw like this godzilla, it's
0: like, whoa, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: It's so funny to me because in, in Godzilla vs. Kong, that Godzilla, his face is, like, so yeah, tiny like compared pencil. to the rest <laughs> of him. And they basically show these shots where he does the Paddington hard stare into the camera, <laughs> but it's Godzilla. And his face is so tiny that it's,
4: like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah.
3: Uh, but, yeah, God, team Godzilla for life.
0: Yeah, I... I I, I, I don't know. I kind of liked that it was a movie about Kong in a sense, but, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, th- I thought that was like a good way to kind of blend in the human story to it, but it still doesn't really solve the fact that I didn't like the human story and I just wanted monsters fighting.
4: Yeah. Cause um, at least from I, the outside, from what you guys have described, it sounds like, yeah, I would, I would have preferred like, you just make Kong the main character because like, I mean, look, compared to like Godzilla, I, I don't think I think you can Kong works as a more empathetic like character you can yeah. relate to because he's, you know, he's an ape yeah. and, and more expressive. So like I think oh. it sounds like making him the, the main character works. But then yeah, it's like just get the humans like, out of there. Yeah, just get that the out. Stuff
3: with the little girl is good. Like I think she's a yeah, of like, all, all the cool, human right? stuff there's there's mm-hmm. a little girl who connects with Kong. Well well that's always, that's always like stuff what, is real good.
4: Yeah. That's always what I think Kong like like Kong is a character like you know he always has like the woman that he needs to you know yeah. protect and mm. stuff so having that element in there is, is, I assume is probably pretty important to like yeah. Kong's identity
3: as a character the,
2: Kong lore. Like,
3: to be clear that mo- the movie is fun and it's worth watching. it's
2: very like, fun yeah the it's one thing I'll say the last thing I'll say is that there is a female character in it who is immediately set up to be the bitch and she says stuff like. I'm just here to keep you on track, and she says like other just god awful cringy shit like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I just I just want to say to any screenwriter, you can do better than
3: that. Yeah, women need, can
2: be assertive, but they do not need to be a caricature like she was. They clearly my want god, it,
3: they clearly wanted th- that character to be a villain, and they didn't do any of the like. Nuanced Zero or nuance. intelligent work Zero. to make a villain. They were like, How can we make people hate her immediately? And they just did that. Also, like, they cut to Lance Riddick, who says one line and then leaves. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to bring like, that up. Too. He is, he literally, he looks like he, they pushed him into the room and said, Say something. And he went, Okay. And then they leave him. I was like, Wow, they did so dirty. He's the in the opening so credits dirty. too. <laughs> he
0: said the opening yeah. credits. He's in the opening credits. Yeah. It, it just like cuts to him at one point. And he's like, he's like We can't fight godzilla and then it just like i was like wait it's what
4: and then it just moves on line you i wonder yeah you never, if you, yeah. You never like, see him again friends with the director and the director was like get a cameo so, in, in so apparently movie. he has been
0: in other movies with this director oh, okay, cool. i learned that through uh yeah. I, I watched red letter media's review okay, and they talked about that, that so i so I, I imagine that's why he was in it but like also, there it's was like I wish he had more cuts. lines because he's yeah. such a great actor that doesn't get enough screen time, I
3: feel like, in a lot of things. Also, there were like big edits to the movie uh, and the script Well, you yeah. can
2: you can tell. So my one of my favorite things that I've ever learned about the movie making process is how to look at um credits. And so if it's something like if there's an and if there's an ampersand, it means the two writers work together. If it's an and that's been rewritten by an extra person. So that's mm. how you can tell it apart. It's, it's either, I can't remember which way around the and and the ampersand is, but it's like, that's the way you could tell. And this one had two people working together to write the script and then it had someone else to rewrite it. And I feel like that's where the the two parts the two yeah. mm. have gone.
0: I know also like a lot of it is in contracts too. Like mm. it, depending on what your contract is, determines if you're going to be above the line or below the line and if you're in the opening credits you're above the line and i imagine i don't know whoever uh his agent is was like yeah he'll he'll say that line just put him in the beginning
2: yeah i mean yeah i was going to say like that's why uh game of thrones which is weirdly back in the news this week cuz it's been 10 years um Ruff, since it started oof. yeah
3: mm-hmm. oh my god yeah.
2: skyrim's
0: going to be 10 years old too yeah, I yeah. uh
2: no uh, so uh, this was an issue that they would have And I remember in particular, a certain character who you believe is dead, um, gets revealed that he's not only alive, but is back as a character because he's in the main opening credits. And it is like a union thing Mm. that they have to be credited in such a way. And I was like, I remember I remember tweeting at the time. I was like, if you don't want this huge thing, spoiled, just fucking skip the opening
0: credits. Should be skipping the opening credits anyway. It's good, but, you know i'm just i'm excited for the snyder cut of this film the four hour <laughs> I still haven't release seen the zilla cut i <laughs> yeah.
2: still haven't seen it but like i, I, I heard do in, want to honestly i
0: heard in the the snyder cut godzilla has a lot more screen time it's more about him and they also had a lot of mothra <laughs> in there too that they just cut they
3: just left yeah. on the floor and it's like a lot of slow-mo shots of godzilla yeah, stuff. yeah it's also four three too
0: The only
2: thing of the Snyder Cut I've seen, (laughs) the only bit of the Snyder Cut I've actually seen is the hot dog scene with the Flash, and uh, that just makes me want to watch it more.
3: It's atrocious, that scene. It's like (laughs) like, Flash Flash goes from being like, oh, this this guy's kind of quirky to being like, no, this guy's a wrong one. He's like touching that girl who he's literally met a minute ago in a very creepy way. Like it's a, very weird, it's and like, then
2: she
0: disappears for the, and rest then she, of the like,
3: movie. Because she, she was clearly meant to be in it more, and I, I, I expect she'll be in the next movie um, because she's a, she's a key <laughs> character. Yeah, that next Barry Allen's uh, story. Okay. Um, but Snyder Cut, I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, yeah. If you are able to, I don't know, Get through alter, it. Or alter your mind state in a fun way um, and watch it, it's just good time
0: Sean <laughs> Luke does not seem impressed. <laughs>
3: Grab, uh, a, grab anyway. an edible and watch the Snyder Cut. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> I, look,
4: all right? That, that's lit. not... I Look, I take edibles with everything. you got to give me yeah. something stronger. If I'm going to watch the Snyder Cut... Grab
0: a Honestly, Snyder, watch the edible cut, it'd be great.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, it works in a way that there's just enough stupid things that you want to have some level of awareness and the ability to process something so you can laugh and then assess why it was shit. Um, <laughs> but by the end of it, you'll be like, you know what? I kind of enjoyed that. That was fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all I want from stuff at the minute. I just want to have fun.
3: It's good fun. I watched it in one sitting, and there's very few things that will compel me to stay there for four hours. Uh, but that one strung me along just enough with some fun shit that I was like, I'm into this. Also, like it is very Ayn Rand. Like it is. Oh, he is a Zach Snyder is, is a huge Ayn Rand fan. It is it is yeah? He's massively Ayn Randy, and like he's a huge fan of that. And it is. So clear. It is so clear. Apparently his like dream movie is
4: to make like the Fountainhead. I think it's the Fountainhead. Oh boy. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is the Fountainhead. Yeah,
4: and I was like, really? Like that's the like can you imagine like all the Snyder fans who are like into like his like you know big spectacle like slow-mo, and they all go watch
3: the Fountainhead? (laughs) I was gonna say four-hour fountainhead.
2: (laughs) That objectivist literature.
3: When you I, when you know I try his, to read. yeah when you know his like proclivity for Ryan, randian kind of like thinking you understand why his movies are are the way they are is very um, much makes why he frames movies, all his why he frames certain characters certain ways yeah. and why certain characters have absolutely no depth and are almost like cast aside for other characters it's because some characters fit into that view and others don't and the ones that don't get chucked aside. Sorry, cyborg in the original cut and this cut, Um,
2: but like oh, even in this cut, that's uh, he's got way more in this cut actually. Good because I was reading the Hollywood Reporter stuff about him, um, about his the actor's experiences, Ray Fisher's experiences on the Justice League, and it sounds like a fucking first of all disgrace, but also an absolute nightmare, and like all the stuff, the other stuff that's been coming out about like Reggae John Page and the Krypton. Stuff because, like, he was going to be Superman's black uh, Superman's grandfather, but they refused him because he was black. So, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. that's like, like there's this is
2: fun. all this big Hollywood Reporter thing that came on yeah. today. And I was like,
3: the, the cyborg stuff is infinitely better in this, and yeah. the character is way more interesting, but he also gets used for the same kind of like worldview. Um, also, have you seen that uh clip or that article about um, his uh, the cyborg? Uh, catchphrase that they had an entire meeting yes. about the use of the word booyah, yeah, because <laughs> oh <my laughs> that was incredible. So in Team Titan, Cyborg is saying booyah all the time, and it's like iconic the minute Um, i I hear
0: a production company have a meeting about whether or not a character should watch a cat or say a catchphrase i immediately just lose interest it's probably a big reason why i'm not super into the marvel movies anymore just because every scene i just picture someone in a meeting was like okay here's what we have like on a whiteboard i'm just like no
4: just let the writers write please i would love to (laughs) be on a fly on the wall in that meeting like i hope somebody somebody some intern in there like recorded the whole thing and has it somewhere i need to know
0: anyway i have been playing disco elysium final cut still i like i said last week i am playing as the worst detective ever and i have seen some scenes in that game that are brutal like not what i was I, i don't know that game is like that game is a hard m i would say it's very mature there are a lot of mature themes there's a lot of Maybe not violence but like a lot of violent concepts that are put in front of you a lot of like a lot lot of tough stuff to deal with but like when you play just like as an absolute terror there you can get yourself into some very messed up situations very quickly uh one in particular i don't know if you guys saw this but do do you know uh kuno s that girl behind the fence i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but there's there's a point where you have the option to shoot down the uh you can try to shoot down the body and
3: yeah. you can
0: inspect it and there's an option to aim the gun at kuno s because she's yelling at you the entire time oh and you no. can pull the trigger
1: oh no
0: there's like a th- for me there was like a three percent chance and I did it and <gasps> and i I hit and the game just ended
2: oh, oh my god yeah. I didn't know you could do that neither
0: did I and I found it because I was ah. like I, I, of course, like finally, to be fair, I could not get the body the entire first day. Finally, I go up to the body the second day. And one of the reasons I got it was because I had like a plus two, like you've waited long enough. You need to do this. So it just let me access the body (laughs) after this time. And, and I was like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to shoot down the body with a gun because that's what I would do as this terrible detective I am. And she just belittles you and yells at you the entire time and you have the option and, and if you miss, which I imagine will happen to most people you just you're just entirely locked out of kuno's story. you don't get to talk to him anymore like but but that took me by surprise. I, I'm like writing a script for what it's like being the worst detective but I'm not going to talk about that just because it's like I don't even know how to I don't even know how to get into that break that down. I don't want to break that down.
2: No I mean the the origins of the, that game is like, this big tabletop thing that they, as the developers, were running, and obviously the one of the great things about tabletop games like D D is it's like it's just up to the player what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So they they would have had to have included something in that yeah. on that, like, because there will always be a player in this case. Totally, Jake, it, Jake it, Decker, it, who's it's gonna very, go for that.
1: <laughs>
0: it's very much like like it just implies a lot of it though. Yeah, because I had a three percent chance and I did it twice, and the second time I got lucky quote unquote got lucky. But like it doesn't actually say you hit her. It doesn't say any of that. The game just ends. It was like success game over. It was like cop is cop is like arrested and sent to prison. And like it's like, all right. So uh but yeah other than that, I, I still haven't gotten any of the new stuff yet. Uh I've been Going through it pretty slowly. It's kind of hard to make a lot of progress when my character is an actual idiot and like cannot do anything. Uh, I I can't do any checks. Like I've had to save scum a couple times just so I can get through certain areas. But everywhere I go, it's just I, I just blow every single opportunity, which would suck probably in most games. But it's pretty entertaining in this game because when mm-hmm. you fail a check, it's like some elaborate fail state where you rationalize it all in your head and then your character does something really stupid and then you lose morale and you have to take drugs to boost your morale again. And then you just have to recover from it and walk away. And then you can come back maybe a day later when you level up and they're like, you want to try again? But it, it, it's, it, it's really funny. It's, That's
1: it's, life, it's one
0: way to play that game. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think, I think I would yeah. still try to spec into a certain role but I also wouldn't be afraid to totally ignore some attributes in favor of other ones just so you can see how different things are depending on the kind of detective you play hmm. Nice, but, they but
3: yeah a, it, they released a patch today so
0: they yeah, did I was probably, downloading uh, it before yeah I hope yeah we we I'm curious I hope things. I hope that fixes some of it uh like we said last week I've been running into a lot of bugs not a ton of bugs, but enough bugs where it's kind of annoying. I, I like I keep getting UI stuck on the screen. I'll quit the game, reload the game, and I'll have just weird bits of UI that shouldn't be there. Like I said last week, characters don't talk sometimes. Uh, I had one bug where I went into a dark area with a flashlight, but the flashlight wasn't lighting anything up, even though it, you know, my flashlight was on. It was just really weird.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I didn't have anything beyond the tech stuff really i think that last patch not the one today but the one from last week did do a lot but i'm making my way through pretty slowly um yeah
1: that's probably the way to go
2: yeah but also like my repetitive strain has got so bad um in my right arm i genuinely think it's because my desk is i i move my desk around i just haven't put it back in the right place i'm just getting like the burning pains down my arm for a bit um so i've just been playing it one handed this is why i've been playing a lot of that and personas because i can play them (laughs) one-handed
0: I actually finished Persona Five Royal last week. Hey, hey! Callie and I finished it. Uh, I forgot how long that ending is. It's like a bunch of different endings. Uh, they're all very good, uh, and, and the royal stuff was excellent.
3: Yeah, I uh, just I just got to the new royal stuff, and I'm not going to say what happens. Please don't, uh, because Lucy has isn't there yet. I will Sean say Luke is
0: not either, but it's big.
3: Yeah, I will say, holy shit. <laughs> yep. There's like an hour into the new stuff. I was like, okay, I guess this is fine. And then something happens and you're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> That's, yeah. That changes stuff. Uh, but yeah, It's interesting. I'm, it's weird too. I'm, I'm, in I'm a good glad, way. Yeah, I'm glad. It's very like unexpected in terms of narrative, like experimentation. Um, and I'm glad that after I stuck through the Shido stuff and all the other boring stuff that comes. Not boring, but like... You've done your third it, playthrough. You've seen it twice. Yeah, on yeah, already seen it twice. And like this is my third playthrough of it. I'm like, oh, oh god. Um, but I'm glad I did it.
2: Lovely platinum as well, by the way.
0: Yeah, you I have, think I should, I think I might go back and try to get it, maybe. It's
2: very like you don't have to max out all your confidence, you don't have to complete the compendium. You basically just play through I think the, and most of the trophies are just to encourage you to go to like the jazz club in uh, you know do stuff it it, and it makes it like the hardest one not even hard but it's like it's to max out all your skills but you got so much free time mm. that I did that very early on
1: yeah
0: it's good I I'm very happy I finally finished it, it took a very long time but it was uh, definitely well worth it uh, I, I just really liked all the new stuff they added I thought they did a great job incorporating that into the story in a very meaningful way that people I mean people already are enjoying but like I'm very excited to hear what uh you guys think once you've finished it um especially considering how much you guys love the original I mean myself as yeah. well but yeah. uh but but what they do is really cool um and it makes me very excited for more persona in some way or another maybe it's just uh-huh. time for so, me to play three
3: th- those three is hard to play right three now, yeah I was like talking s- about it with so a,
4: with Evan, who um, was asking about playing it, and it's like the problem with three is there is no definitive version of that game in the same way where mm. it's like fours cle- like go with you know royal for five and go with like golden, golden for four. It's like the
3: f- Fez, right?
4: The, so, yeah, so, there's so the- there's three versions. There's the original. There's yeah. Fez, which is the same game, but they added an epilogue uh, plus uh, some extra extra stuff there's like some stuff you can do with elizabeth the velvet room attendant and that's the version of of the ps2 version to play they also made a psp version that came out yeah. after um four and it incorporates a lot of the like positive changes that 4 had you can like so like in 3 you cannot directly control your party members mm. which going, going
3: back to that now in oh 2021
2: my God. wow that would be back, oh even
3: boy. back then the amount of the amount of like yeah. I can't I can't stop this car crash from happening moments that game had yeah. you could just see like oh no I know I, exactly how this is gonna go I, I need <laughs> you to do this one specific thing and I just know you're not gonna do it and they always have do that I've,
4: I've had the worst horror story where when I when I originally tried to beat that game I was up until like 1am on the final boss, I get him down to literally one hit, and the boss charms Yukari who's my healer, and she dioram full Whoa. heals the boss no. and I just no. sat there, no SP all my items gone and I just, I literally cried, I, literally cried. I just cried and I shut it off, dude, I was dude. like I cannot do this uh, but but for as much as a as, uh, as portable makes like positive changes, like you can directly control your party members. They add a whole new um, alternate female protagonist, which is like legitimately like it's a whole nother game. Like all the social links are completely different. It's like actually like really, really awesome. It's on the PSP. So the presentation is uh, severely limited. It's basically like a a visual novel. Yeah. Where it's just like static images and you're moving a cursor on, you know, to talk to people. And and it's fine like it, it was really good back then, but like you are missing a lot of that presentation. And so it's like it's so tough cuz if if it was if that had come out on the Vita instead like Golden had, it would have been like unequivocally yeah. like that's the version to play. But it's like that pre the, the missing presentation is mm. does uh does subtract a lot from the game. So, I don't know. Still, I always um, have a hard time
3: recommending uh which version, but
4: it's still a great game and you should play it. No matter what. Right
3: now, before Sony goes on and bonks all the PlayStation stores and oh, head. we'll get to that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, why don't we uh, talk about that right now, Jean Luc? Because I see you've been downloading some PS3 games. Yeah,
4: I was thinking about like, what if I've been playing and I realized I I haven't been playing anything. I've just been downloading stuff <laughs> off my PlayStation <laughs> Three. So I pulled out my PlayStation Three and I'm like, all right, let's 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 do this. Uh, and then I realized I ran out of space because I the the PS slim i have i think only had like 160 gigs of space so i went and bought a terabyte hard drive swapped that in downloaded everything i had uh only took up like 200 gigs and so it's like all right let's go so i've been slowly buying things that i didn't have i bought uh all of the ratchet and clank games on ps3 so i bought like the uh all the future trilogy stuff uh Tools of Destruction, Kraken Time, Quest for Booty. And then I bought the HD Collection, which has, like, I think, like, the first three. And then I bought Deadlocked, which uh, I guess they did an HD remaster that was a PSN exclusive. So that is one that you can only play on the PS3, and once the store goes down, it'll be gone. Um, but I haven't actually played any yet. I think I'm going to do that next week. I'm taking the week off, so I was like, maybe I'll maybe I'll do some Russian Clank. But... Mm. Uh, yeah um just just trying to you know prepare myself for the ps3 apocalypse when all those games are gone um Mm. trying to get
2: when are they going
4: uh i think in june june july
2: still some time still some
4: time um but yeah i'm trying to trying to get that i'm trying to get like some some ps2 and some ps1 games you know like even though i like have a playstation one and i can like play metal gear on it i'm like "Ah, i should get metal gear uh, solid on this again. I should get like Persona 2 on it. Like um
0: Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah. That's the only way you can play that game, right? Or is it on PS4? No.
4: no. I mean, is it on uh I don't know if it's on PS Now, but I like, I, I, I don't, don't count PS Now because so. it's a streaming service. It's like Yeah. I think you mentioned in a
0: meeting too how once this happens, you'll be able to play more Metal Gear games on a Xbox <laughs> than you will on a PlayStation, yes. which is wild to think yeah, about.
4: yeah yeah if you like think about it because i was like thinking about it and i was like how oh, many yeah, it is, is it is on now yeah,
3: It is, yeah. yeah it is now it okay so, so at least you can play it on
4: now but like i don't know if that's not the same that's not the same it, that's the streaming service it's that doesn't feel like a good solution for that but yeah if you like think about like well what metal gear games can i play right now on a modern playstation system ps4 or ps5 it's ground zeros phantom pain Survive. <laughs> does, that, does that really count? Does no. that really count? No, it doesn't count. Just like PS Now, it does not count. And that's it. That's all you can play. And then it's like, well, you go over to the Xbox. You could play ground zeros. You could play five. You can play uh two and three. You can play right? two and three. I'm pretty sure you Peace can play Walker. Peace Walker. Peace Walker. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn man, like Xbox got more respect on Metal Gear than Sony does right now, which, yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's not entirely Sony's fault. That could also maybe be I Konami probably, yes. as well. S- 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 <laughs> but tsunami. I just said that. Combine
3: Konami. Tsunami.
4: I think that, to me, puts into perspective like how how important, how, how important and serious this can be. Because I think a lot of people, you see, it's, it's such a bummer. You see so many comments being like, oh, who cares? We're all just old games. And I think people have this perception that it's like, The games that are going to be left behind are games that no one cares about because it's like, oh, well, the games that really mattered got ported or on other platforms like Uncharted. You know, they have the Uncharted. You can still play on PS4 and Last of Us. But it's like, nope, can't play Metal Gear Solid 4 anymore if you don't have a PS3. Can't play like it's like
3: that's a big game. That's a big deal. Like, that's crazy. That game has a monkey wearing a diaper smoking a cigarette. That sells you guns. Mm-hmm. Like that teaches needs you how to, to be preserved. teaches you how to cook eggs too. Yeah. It teaches you yeah, how to not cook eggs. sunny. It's not sunny does that. Um, but also it doesn't it drink loads of Coke? Coca Cola, yes, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's like Korean Coca- soda as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got a soda well, machine in his bag. I was just
0: talking about generally oh, the game, but right, <laughs> yeah, 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 the monkey does not teach you how to cook eggs. Well, although that would Drebin's, be cool.
3: Yeah, Drebins monkey needs to be part of video game yeah. history, and the fact that you, people can't easily access the game that that monkey is in, it's a
0: crime. Mm-hmm. Crime. There's a podcast. A there's a podcast in the game
4: too, which we've talked about before yes, on course, this yeah. podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: The Metal Gear Solid uh, integral podcast, which I don't know if they ever made more than one episode for that, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought there were more throughout. I, like, there I thought there, there, there was there one for episodes, each area. Yeah. Maybe there were a couple. All I would do yeah. is I just liked um, I would just pull up the the little in game iPod and I would just put on uh, Sea Breeze from Metal Gear Solid Three, which is like cool yeah. jazz, and I would just like listen to that while I. Snuck through a CQ seed, yeah. CQ you
3: really, really want to get up close with Snake's ass. That is the game to do it with mm-hmm. because he will, like, oh my god, they put some effort into uh, animating him like crawling from ground oh, yeah. position. Yeah, he does that slither, he yeah, does that weird. He slithers like a snake, and when he does that, you will see his yeeks in glory. For those
4: of you that. who were, you know, sad about uh nerfing Snake's butt and you know, uh, Smash but, Brothers? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4. That game. Metal Gear Metal Solid 4, it. that's the game. You gotta play it.
0: Sony put no respect on Snake's ass either. Mm. Hate to see it. It that's does make, it does put into perspective... Like, I, I think this is a lot worse because Xbox seems to have, have a very different approach right now. And I imagine part of it is just because the Xbox library is so much smaller than the PlayStation library and it's a little easier for them to corral those games. But still it's just like crazy to turn on my PlayStation or my Xbox and play black, which came out on <laughs> Xbox, a game that I never thought I'd play again, but it was available on game pass. And I was like, okay, I'll play a little bit of it um, and then go over to PlayStation. And it's just kind of like, can't really,
4: can't really play any of these older games. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah.
2: Sony believes in generations.
4: Yeah. The, the, the disrespect on the PS3 uh, generation is Uh, a massive massive bummer um and it's a shame that that uh you know sony doesn't seem interested in in doing anything to preserve it so it's up to the community the modders uh the less than savory legal means to keep some of those games alive which is uh you know not perfect but i'm uh I'm hopeful that at least, you know, the community will will keep those games alive the best they can. Yeah. Yeah. Jean-Luc, did you want to talk
0: about Oblivion too? Yeah. How's that going? Because that's the
4: other game I've been playing. We've just been playing Oblivion uh, pretty much like every night. Uh, we're like 60 hours in or something like
0: that. Are you doing the story or are you guys just oh, doing whatever the hell you want? We
4: did like a little bit of the story. We're like, ah, we should do some of the story. So we did like the Kavach stuff and, you know. Uh, now everyone always says like it's you, the hero of Kavach, Every time we run into somebody, um, mm-hmm. but then we like left Martin over at the the blades, and we're like, all right, let's go do the entire mages guild and uh, all the thieves guild. So we we did the arena last night. We did all of the arena. Uh, love that uh, champion of the arena. <laughs> I love the, the uh, Owen. I think is the guy. The 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 what's he called? Like the the blood uh, Oh yeah, yeah guy. Yeah. He is great. Like I love how he's just such a a piece of shit to you. He's like, he's like, who are you? He's like, you know, like you're 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 nothing. Like get out of here. Uh, and he he just like thinks nothing of you. And then like as you keep winning more and more fights, he just gets like really pumped on you. And he just becomes like your biggest hype man. And you're like, ah, you're yeah. Oh, and like you're great. Uh, <laughs> I was I was talking about it with with my partner, and we were like, even though like every character is just voiced by like again like the same 10 voice actors there's like a couple characters that they just put like the extra special love into like uh, mm-hmm. owen or um the 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 gray fox he always says capital every time you you do something <laughs> for him uh like even though it's like this is the exact same voice as the billion other uh yeah. imperials i just talked to like you're putting the effort into this specific one and it kind of stands out
2: Trying to make this guy stand out.
4: (laughs) Have you guys ever heard some of the filler lines
0: that I think people found in the code that Mm -hmm. Todd Howard did? Mm -hmm. Oh, those are good. Yeah, those are really really good. good.
2: That one, because I watched your Oblivion piece. I've been recommended a bunch of Oblivion stuff recently. (laughs) It's working. That one, excuse me. And then uh, that got...
0: uh, (laughs) There's that video like Todd Howard's the best voice actor ever. That's the one
2: I got. That's the one I got. Um, My second favorite Todd Howard video. Third favorite Todd Howard video after the Todd Howard, the who video that Rob made at E3, but also there is a subreddit called um, gay for Todd, which I don't know if you've ever been, Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. just people making memes about Todd Howard. And sometimes they do things like mods are asleep post Pete Hines. (laughs) (laughs) But there was one video that someone made and it's, Todd Howard talks to you in the bathroom Oh, right oh my god! Concert. Oh my
4: god, I love that video! Oh my god, it's so good! It's so good. Oh.
2: It's just like, such a weird video, <laughs> and a guy putting on a really bad Todd Howard impression, and he's it's just it's talking be- to you, and it's the the effort to like uh,
3: make Fleetwood Mac just like yeah make it sound muffled so it's coming from like beyond the bathroom well
2: it's also muffled and then they do a thing where they open the door and it gets momentarily louder (laughs) and then back (laughs) to muffled again it's like it's such a it's such a weird little corner of the internet I love it um but anyway Todd Howard memes
0: Todd Howard memes are good uh Tamor what are you up to
3: uh, I'll keep it quick because I was gonna say Timur Howard, it. but to Mord Howard, yeah, let's go. Um, I have been playing. So Apple have like shadow dropped thirty new games onto their arcade platform, and there's a lot of bangers in there. Um, yeah, including the mobile game from Platinum Games, Demon Hunter or whatever it is that looks like Okami. Oh, world, world of okami. demons
4: is it good i don't have apple and i i love okami and i saw it and i was like
3: personally, oh. if you want if you're going in there looking for okami
4: well no, no i know it's uh, not okami but I, yeah. I love that art style it's so yeah. so so
3: beautiful it, i've played a little bit and it's kind of fun like i'm enjoying oh, it so far no. um so i, I wanted you to tell me it was down.
4: bad because i can't
3: play it <laughs> yeah i mean like it's five dollars for a month of apple arcade so you could like do do a month and then. i don't i don't have an iphone yet. though
4: like what would wait, i wait, play wait, it no. on
2: john luke doesn't georgia have an iphone
4: it's a pretty old one though i don't know if it would run oh,
2: but she's in uh, our family plan so mm, georgia so would have, have our apple i could try it
3: it might just self-destruct her her phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> But
2: worth a, worth a try
3: there's there's a bunch of games in there that are like old games that are speaking about preservation again apple doing a pretty good job better than sony anyway they've kind of like brought back old classic phone games to and in like new versions to make sure that they're still available like rains is back cut the rope is back fruit ninja is back they've like updated it so they're not Peggle. don't do this to me threes monument valley that's
2: on xbox game pass though
3: but uh, the game that I've been addicted to is Taiko no Tatsujin. Oh hell yeah! Tap tap pop. Yeah. That's called. There's a yeah, version really of dead. um Taiko Drum Master on there, and it That's is, fantastic. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. Like it is. It is really fun. Play it on your phone. Um, I tried it on an iPad, I think, and um, and uh, it's very hard to hold up an iPad for extended periods of time while tapping. Um, but like really simple. Taiko, Taiko Drum Master, Taiko and Tatsujin, like uh, a simple um, uh, rhythm game, just really good song selection in there. You just tap it on the, um, you tap either on the drum or on the outside of the drum to kind of like hit the right beats. And you've got a certain like tap fast, hold it down, that kind of stuff. But really, what really makes it is the song selection. Um, I was going to ask, what do they got, have? It's got Cruel Angels" thesis,
4: of course. You have to have that on there. You have to
3: have that. Yeah. It's got uh, "We Are" from uh, the the opening from uh, One Piece. Mm-hmm. It's got the uh, what's the hell is that? Um, My Little Pony theme. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. If you want that? Yeah. Um, Does it got, it's uh, got Dragon Ball? Uh, yes, it's got. Uh, yep, it's got Hachalar. Perfect. Um, it's got uh, "Give Me Chocolate" by Baby Metal.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, okay which is great
3: it's got a lot of good songs honestly the best song in there is the tutorial song which is just Mm -hmm. incredible like it is the coolest intro to a game i've ever seen it's just like they it's like this very joyous very happy group of singers who are singing to you and to show you how to play the game and like they're singing the instructions on how to play the game and by the time you're done you're just going to feel like overwhelmingly happy like it's just such a good thing you go into that game just like absolutely buzzing um and it's got like online multiplayer and it's got a bunch of other like leaderboards mm-hmm. it's really really fun but yeah I, I think like that game alone is worth paying for like for a month of um mm-hmm. uh get apple uh arcade for uh, for and then just you can knock that out really fun there's a few others on there that are quite good as well um clap golf is uh basically everybody's golf um Mm -hmm. uh spell towers on there
2: oh yeah Yeah. you recommended that to me earlier
1: today
3: yeah so what what is it uh spell sorry the name spell tower so there's there's a bunch of zach gage games on there so spell tower really bad chess and then i think it's like flip-flop sudoku uh, Good Zach,
2: Sudoku, Flip Flop uh,
3: Sudoku. Sudoku. I was, uh, Good <laughs> Sudoku and Flip Flop Solitaire, I think it is. They. Something like that. Um, but yeah, the, Zach Age makes a bunch of really mm-hmm. cool games, like simplifying or remixing games that you know the Brawl sets to, or teaching you um, games. Like Good Sudoku is all about teaching you how to play Sudoku in a really fun and intuitive way. Um, and then there's a the, uh, bunch of other games on there, like Fantasian, the new game from... Uh, uh, sakaguchi is it sakaguchi yeah sakaguchi yeah, no mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah yeah, right? a, yeah yeah um because uh, we've had so many emails from a former final fantasy person is now making x games. <laughs> yes. i think like i've lost track of him that's uh, the, yeah. the former final fantasy guy yeah
2: that's yeah. mr final fantasy team <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
3: and then there's like cozy grove round garden but a bunch of really good, fun games. Select like 30. Like If you were ever thinking about, should I try out um, Apple Arcade? Now's the time to do it. Because you can jump in, grab a few games. Even if it only is for a month, you'll get your fill out of it. And, and then you're good. And then beyond that, I've been playing Outriders. Outriders is a fun game. I don't think I like playing it single player. It kind of is can be frustrating. Um, I was... At times when there's certain area, arenas that you go into where you're like... Oh, I didn't. It didn't really make clear that there was going to be an elite enemy here, and I'm just clearly not equipped for this. Yeah, um, which sucks. But um, I'm excited to tr- try and play it with some people, hopefully soon. Um, I would, I'm enjoying the gameplay loop a lot. I, I was watching, or
0: I think Cardi posted a gameplay clip of him like rolling around a lot, and I looked at it and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't follow any of this and what's happening." I'm sure I'd build up to it, but I watched that for like mm-hmm. ten seconds. It's like I think I'm sick and stowed it away but i did (laughs) download it on my xbox so i'm gonna try it at some point i got to the character creator and was like i can't do this
4: right now (laughs) and then put it away but one of these days you
2: can you can change that i think at any point you can change what your character
4: oh really you can change what your character looks like you can't change your class though and that is my big recommendation is Mm. uh Because Yeah, which class is right for me, John. Which class is right for you? We have an excellent video up on GameSpot.com or YouTube.com slash GameSpot. I literally just finished editing that right before the podcast. Uh but I would it's very good. It's very good. Uh Jordan, Jordan did a lot of the heavy lifting on the VO for that, so shout out to Jordan. But I, I would say like a lot of my complaints I had about how I felt about the game, I think are not entirely but like a lot of it was related to my specific class like i picked the pyro and and i mm-hmm. that is just apparently not the class to play if you're playing that game single player like i was watching jordan play the technomancer which is basically the vanguard for mass effect 2 where you're just like mm-hmm. zipping around with a shotgun and i was like oh that's that's what a fun class looks like i should have i should have yeah. picked this but you can't change so uh, yeah maybe go Go look at a video and in, and in, our video specifically to determine uh, which class you should play. Because um, yeah, Tam, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm I am struggling to get through it single player. Uh, I was trying to convince my partner to play it with me. I was like, look, I have it on I have it on PS five. It's free on Game Pass. You could just you could play it on there. It's cross play. We could play together, please. I need someone <laughs> to play it with me. <laughs> uh. But I'll, I'll play with you if you want, if you, yeah, if you need down. someone.
3: I'm down, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I, I play, like, in very short bursts because that game, I don't know, I just can't do long sessions of it after a while. Maybe it is a symptom of playing in single player, but after I'm just like, uh, it feels like trying to walk run uphill right now. I just can't be asked. So, like, I do one mission a night or something like that. I think um, it's good for that. Yeah, I think once once we get a couple more people in, I maybe think it'll be more be more like yeah, long sessionable. Um, yeah. Have you then, played a lot? Maybe I can catch up. No, if you want to catch up, now's the time to do it. I've done maybe okay. three missions, so it's fine. Like you, th- right. th- the game is also,
4: also catch up. Uh, apparently pretty good about like allowing you to go back and like join and play with like previous okay. stuff because yeah, so. you can
2: you just change your world tiers, because like right? and just I i don't I really care to...
4: about the story like no, i'll just no. like i'd replay that stuff because it doesn't really matter like you could just mm. change the world tier and pop in wherever
3: you want friend of the show blessing um was streaming it the other day um and i like he he sent me an invite so i hopped into his game and I got wrecked constantly in his game. I was like, (laughs) whoa, this is not scaling at all. Like I couldn't, I took, I could take like one bullet and then I was down. Um, But there was one point where I was down. So I was doing the Gears of War crawling animation. But like I, I pressed the button and the character just popped up on its feet and just started running around like Sonic, like real fast. And I could control them. So everyone's like, I but I I was clearly still dead, but I was instead of just being like hobbling on the floor, I was like sprinting around. Oh, it was a bug. It was <laughs> yeah, a bug. And I was like just <laughs> getting in everyone's way because they were like, well, you should be dead, stop. I'm like, uh.
0: Yeah, I want to check that game out. I it, it mostly just because the conversation around it is so interesting. Like some people have really liked it, some people have really hated it, but everyone just seems kind of Not confused about what it is, but just kind of surprised at what it actually is at the end of the day. Um, For better or worse, too, you know? Mm.
2: I think, I mean, the thing that got me that I genuinely was so taken aback by, and I believe it was Snowbike Mike um, from uh, Kind of Funny posted a picture of the inventory screen, and he posted it with, is this Outriders or Destiny? Because Mm. it is exactly the same. And I was... I remember when I played the demo and I got to the inventory screen and I saw that and I went, "Wow, they're not even trying there. That's no. way too similar."
3: It's also really um, slow that menu, at least on PS Five. Like, is like yeah. yeah, I tweeted about this, but like, why why do helmets in modern sci-fi games all look like bins designed by <laughs> alienware that people <laughs> put on their heads? Like it is just I'm so sick of. Binhead with hood on top character. Wait, Binhead so Larry didn't
2: dude, didn't yeah. Binhead uh, go for Parliament in the UK? I feel Bucket like there was a ca- Lord Buckethead, Bucket thank you, Lord <laughs> Buckethead,
3: a legend. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh,
2: oh, and then and there was actual Buckethead who played guitar. Yeah, yeah, for. That's-
0: Peak I, British culture, right there. No,
2: Buckethead was Buckethead was yours. Lord Buckethead was ours. Yeah, Lord no, Buckethead. that's what I meant. Lord Buckethead. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was gonna say Buckethead over here wore a KFC bucket and played guitar. Yeah. Who did he play with? I said I, I want to say like a Guns and Roses, but I think that's Buckethead guitar.
0: Lord Buckethead. I, I've never is heard incredible. about this before.
3: <laughs> Lord Buckethead is. Uh, if you've never seen Lord Buckethead, just Google Lord Buckethead. He, and, he's uh, he's their I mean, version it's
4: exactly of exactly uh, what you. Think it he's is. he's the uk version of vermin supreme yeah I think we've exactly. had this ex- exact exactly conversation that,
3: yeah. before i just yeah i just love lord buckethead uh
2: guitar player buckethead played with guns and roses oh you're wow.
3: right nailed okay. it
2: and um continued solo work and michael jackson tribute interesting
3: interesting but um we've uh phil hornshaw did our review or oh, lucy you're right there.
2: Um, he also played with Vigo Mortensen on Vigo Mortensen's album at all, which I had no idea existed. Wait,
3: what? <laughs> yeah, there we go. We've got something to do this evening. Oh, add that, that to the pile of
4: celebrities who
3: have uh, bands that we didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So uh, Phil Hornshaw did our review for Outriders and he finalized it today. Mm-hmm. And he gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, if you'd like to read that, please do. You can go to gamespot.com and see see it there. And there's also a video which was edited by one Jean-Luc um, mm-hmm. great work on that. Um, so if you're of the, uh, if you're, if you fear words on pages, you know, prefer moving pictures, youtube.com forward slash GameSpot.
0: I fear words on pages. Yeah. Same. Especially when I have to read them out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Wait, let's, let's so move on, on to, on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to listener questions. <laughs> All right, and we are back with listener questions. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at redventures.com or you can join our Discord by DMing any one of us. Although, I mean, I guess I could still bring people into the Discord, but probably yeah. probably message uh, John Luke tomorrow. Yeah. Lucy. They'd probably yeah. be better at that. But, you know, if no one's responding to you and you desperately need to get in there to ask a question, you can hit me up and I'll make sure you get in there. The
4: second you leave, I'm banning you from that Discord. <laughs> okay,
0: never mind. Don't hit me up. I won't be able to do that. Uh, anyway, first question here comes from Maria. Do you want to read this one, Lucy?
2: Yeah. Uh, are there any games you like to play in unconventional or unintentional ways? I have a friend that has put well over 100 hours into Skyrim without touching a single story quest. He simply explores, He simply enjoys exploring the world and role-playing his character. Meanwhile, I'm about to turn into a mass murderer in Dishonored 2 <laughs> because I have zero patience and I'm absolutely pants at stealth, but I'd still like to see where the story goes. Also, shouts to Maria for using the British spelling of Dishonored. With
1: Good work. U. Great work. Um...
0: I mean, I, I, thanks to Dirty Artie, I play a lot of games yeah. as poorly as I possibly can because people like to watch that and they're fun, to, they're fun videos to make. Uh, so I see the side of a lot of games that people don't necessarily see I mean even John Luke and I we did Saddest Party on the Citadel Mm -hmm. we played Mass Effect in a way that I don't think many people played Mass Effect because (laughs) we made it to that final party and I'll never forget when all of our surviving squad mates walk in and it was, like, three people.
4: I had to make, like, a spreadsheet to, to like, mathematically figure out the, like. Oh, yeah. We covered up, like, in one of the meeting rooms, we covered up every single whiteboard in
0: there with just, just plotting out our yeah. three-game adventure of how like- we were going to kill everyone. And then a fun bonus, you can also commit genocide in that game with the entire, like, what was it the Korean race yeah well yeah because that was
4: the thing it wasn't just like okay we're gonna kill everyone it was like the the death has to be the worst possible death each character could get so i think like rex i like murdered on in three yeah (laughs) i I love the idea rex's
0: was rough we we let him live just so we could (gasps) so we could betray
4: him kill his entire race and then kill him
3: (laughs) i love the idea that at the end of this trilogy in the climactic moment the reapers appear and they're like this is way worse than anything we yeah. could have done. <laughs> I think, but yeah, looking back at that, I just remember, I think Jean-Luc came
0: up with the title Baldwin Shepard Commits Genocide or something yeah. like that. Like, We've really done it this time. <laughs> I'm amazed they kept us around for this long.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, peaked. Uh, peaked
4: four years ago. Yeah
3: there's there's like moments where you know when you play fighting games, you eventually start to do stupid things like oh i'll I'll fight this person against you, but um I won't jump even once, or I'll never use this kind of punch hmm. or I'll never use this one oh. so I did a lot of that against my younger brothers or friends that I was, oh see like, I would be the f- better.
4: At. I would be yeah. the friend that they would do that too, so <laughs> <laughs> mad disrespect, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so I did a lot of that. Um, I guess like uh, yeah, other than that, like I usually if there's a stealth game, I will do it in in a clean hands approach, uh, always.
2: So I, I tip I am like I play things very traditionally, but I love watching let's play series of people doing things the quote unquote wrong way. One um beyond like dirty arty, Saddest of party on the Citadel, and even I guess prepare to try in an ex, in a in a weird oh, way yeah. because like Rory is obviously so or he was so inexperienced with um, Souls games, it's it's wild. I've actually been going back and watching some of the early episodes, and he controls the camera and moves, and he's so twitchy. I, it's like he's playing a first person. Oh my run.
3: god, it made me sick. Him playing Resident Evil Seven
0: games. was.
3: Oh my god, difficult. I can't. Sometimes I can't watch it because he's like, he's just constantly yeah. nudging that stick, and I'm like, please stop. You know, there's no need to do this, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: But one one series that has always stuck with me that I really really enjoyed was Skyrim Rags to Riches on CVG that mm-hmm. Andy Kelly did, where he basically just had uh, a very plain and simple Nord character that starts with nothing, just kind of ignores the main quest and all he has to do is just like try and make as much money as possible. Um, and he had a dog. Did he call the dog Cabbage?
3: yes i know he was obsessed with cabbage he was obsessed with cabbages i can't remember if he got a dog and called it cabbage like he was Um, just he was a cabbage like kleptomaniac right he would like just (laughs) if there was a cabbage he needed it Um, yeah
2: his his name was um his name was olaf the character yeah and i can't remember what his his dog was called but it was it was really good i really enjoyed that also top five scary mods of the week was seven cam and kevin van nord was also very
1: fun Mm -hmm.
4: Mm Yeah, that was a good one. There there were like some good. uh, I remember there was, I forget exactly how it worked, but there was like an old Oblivion mod where it would spawn one uh, invisible, unkillable zombie that (laughs) would just hunt the player down. And it also made it. Oh man, that is so cool. And it also. turned off like all of the uh like there's certain game npcs in the game that like can't uh die for like quest reasons it it disables that so anyone could die and it just turns it into this like surreal horror game where you're just desperately trying to avoid the zombie and it's just killing everyone in its path and like eventually like the whole world is just dead literally it follows yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. this was like years and years ago even before that movie Uh, i remember that mod Really right, that's right, pretty cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like Skyrim Oblivion are perfect playgrounds for that. I don't know if you guys ever messed around with that, a new start. No, I don't think it's called a new start. That just, Wait, that's, I, that's I just got a new start. Arrest <laughs> <laughs> reference. I forget what it's called, but there's a mod in Skyrim that basically just lets you pick how you want to start that game, so you don't need to be the, the, the Dovah, well I think you're still the Dovah but you don't need to be like oh you cross the border you can like spawn in any I'm town. A, I'm a homeowner or I just got off the boat from Morrowind and now I'm in here like it's like a nice little setup to each of these uh, settings which is pretty Look cool.
2: Look at me, Zoidberg homeowner.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some great stalker mods uh, that do that. I mean arguably you have to mod stalker to actually play that game because the vanilla version of that game is so unplayable but there's a, there's a cool version where it's like permadeath and you will it'll like randomly put you in like one of the factions with a different like goal and identity and you just like see how far you can get as that character before you die i love i love games that do stuff like that like i think my big one that i always do is like i always try like no hud and and just like yeah because i'm i'm mostly because i'm just like curious like how well you can actually still play the game without it like you know does the game have like the proper Especially open world games, like the proper signage and like directions yeah. from NPCs to be able to like know where I'm going without just following the compass. Most mm-hmm. games don't pass that test, unfortunately, but there are a few that do, like like Red Dead and um Witcher Three to some extent, uh, I would say passes that. Like I always Breath love of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Dishonored. Dishonored's really fun to play, um, with no HUD. Um yeah, like I, I really like doing doing stuff like that. All right.
0: Uh, Tamor, do you want to read the next question here? I do, yes.
3: Are there any games you guys played through in your personal time despite them feeling like a big chore? If so, why did you stick with them? Thanks, and keep up the good work. Gray Fox from Discord. Mm,
2: I think there's definitely bits that you playthrough of games because you hear that it gets so much better after 10 hours Mm. like i would i would say that the opening 10 hours of persona 5 are a chore because Mm -hmm. it's it's very handholdy and it's like Mm. the story stuff is interesting but obviously it's so much setup. um and so i would say that those that can be a chore especially like because i at least early and this is um you know not necessarily a bad thing but like I'd played it at preview so I already played that opening I actually I actually had like a copy from Japan ahead of it coming out in the West and so I'd already played a bit in Japanese before realizing that that was a stupid idea because I don't speak a lick of Japanese um, and so I think replaying those especially in close succession by the time I got code for an, an, a version in English was like oh this is a chore now I can see I can see the uh the cracks, like, or at least the uh, the lines in the matrix, teaching me exactly mm-hmm. specific things. And so I think, I think, in some cases, I think every game definitely has lulls. Um, mm-hmm. It's not even that it was a big chore. It's just you know repeating yourself, I suppose. Mm.
3: I don't think I, I don't really stick with games if I'm finding them to be a chore. I just like oh, drop my phone. Um, I'll just. uh, like bounce off of them. Yeah, these games, I'm just like, I can't, I can't really do this. I'm done, because there's always something else to be doing these days. Like when I was younger, maybe I would stick through it just to be like, I want to be knowledgeable. But these days, I'm like, there's too many things that I could be doing right now that will immediately be more fun than mm-hmm. that I like later.
0: Yeah, I mean, I near automata felt like a chore. <laughs> I, I ended up enjoying it, but uh That's a good that, one. that was that was pretty tough for me to get through. And technically I didn't even finish it. I just did the first ending, and I know there's more, and I started it. But then <laughs> but then I like died during that starting thing, like 45 minutes in on my on the mm-hmm. second campaign, whatever it is, and it put me back at the beginning. Oh and I then forgot you walk the game around does as that. this I don't want to spoil anything, but there's something you do at the very beginning of that second run through that is incredibly slow. You just walk incredibly slowly as a character and you move water from one spot to a next. And <laughs> I had to do that again. I was like, no, I, I'll come back to this later. It's the
4: most Yokotaro moment of that game. Well, one of that whole game. But yeah, I yeah, I, I remember that game has this really brutal opening where if you die at any point, it kicks you back to the beginning because you haven't had a chance yeah. to hard save. Ugh. <sighs> Ugh. I love that game, but oh my God.
0: All right. Next question here is from Mr. Blue MD. Hey folks, quick question this time. Has any game ever made you want to speed run it? If so, which game and why? Any from software game. I'll never be good enough to speed run it, but yeah. the second time you play through those games, I feel like you start to see how the world is put together and, mm-hmm. and different routes you can do, and you immediately just start thinking of different ideas in your head. And like maybe not even so much speed running, but like just racing friends through that game and mm. like figuring out which path gets you which weapon the quickest you can do this and that like that 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 stuff's so much fun. Yeah for me I
2: think as well Dishonored. Yeah. Dishonored yeah. speedruns are so fun.
3: There's a lot of them out there as well. Like so oh, yeah. you can see people for me it's Sekiro. Like I I think Sekiro is the most fun that I have playing a game fast. Like it maintains its it's uh, the the what makes it fun at a speed, like a lot of games that, I mean, like, I'm not talking about sequence breaking and that kind of stuff. Like, I'm talking mm-hmm. about just doing stuff fast. Um, a lot of games, like when you do do that speedrun style thing, you're kind of ripping out what makes them interesting and what makes them enjoyable. But with secular speedruns that don't do like sequence break or I'm going to jump into this out of bounds and that kind of stuff, um, you're just playing the game quicker because you're showing that you're mm. just really good at it and you understand it um so like learning how to beat a boss super quickly is very very rewarding very very satisfying. some of your
2: clips have been insane
3: yeah there's
0: oh there's, yeah you taking taken out that first stage of the uh the guardian ape fight in like 10 seconds i was yeah, like it's damn so much fun and then like i'm the, gonna i'm gonna do that when i finally try to do that <laughs> uh challenge
3: it's good it's a good time man it's it's that's the game that I'm like, oh, if I could commit to this for a really long time, I'd have a good good time with it.
4: Yeah. Same vein, I would say, for me, uh, Resident Evil. Um, oh, yeah, that's a Kind of the same thing. Like, specifically, like, the uh, original games and, like, 7, like, the... Because, like Tamar said, it's the same thing, where it's it's less sequence breaking and more just getting really good at knowing, like, exactly, like, I need to go exactly here and pick up this item and then go right over here and just, like... Something about that, like memorization and like mastery of like perfectly dodging, you know, like a, an enemy um, and using as like little uh, ammunition as possible and and never saving. And like that, especially the saving, because uh, um, if you're playing on like the original games or like Madhouse for seven, like it's that added stress of like if I die, this whole run is over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, like a super cool uh Fun challenge. I've never actually done it, but I one day, one day I would like to try that with a resident evil. Last question here.
0: Kevin from West Hartford. Lucy, do you wanna or Jean-Luc, do you want to read this one? You haven't read one yet. Sure.
2: Teach is picking on you.
0: Yeah. Uh
4: hey after dark crew. There was a great discussion in the Discord this week. Uh go check out the amazing Discord. Uh just ask me or Jake or Lucy. Um Amazing. Uh, There's a great discussion in the Discord this week about pacing yourself and planning your time, uh, your game time. I know your job changes how you play games, but ideally, do you plan out or schedule your games? Are there any rules you try to follow when it comes to play time or what you are playing? Shout-outs to at uh, Greninja trainer Dan for the great topic. Thanks,
3: Kevin. I wish. God, I wish I was better <laughs> about planning that stuff out. I, I think I do what a lot of people do. is like I'll sit in front of the TV and be like, okay what should i play and then i'll like think about it for an hour and then i'll start a game and i'll be like mm, i'm not feeling it maybe i'll switch to something else <laughs> and like that's the worst way to do it i wish i was better about dedicating myself to a game i used to mm-hmm. be but these days i'm just like the problem is you, you're constantly chasing this feeling of satisfaction and be feeling like your time is meaningful mm-hmm. and the the kind of cruel trick of it is you never give yourself enough time with one game to reach the stage. Like the way you get that is by committing and playing a bunch of a game and then coming out like four or five late hours later, or even like a couple of days later in smaller chunks and being like, I've played a good chunk of this game. And in the pursuit of that most, I end up just bouncing from thing to thing, just hoping I can get some sort of satisfaction and you know, like immediately out of it. And that's not how games work. Um, yeah. So I don't, do that i don't pace myself and i don't look i i'm better about it these days um but um only only slightly i i should be better about um sticking with things
0: yeah i think i'm best at it when there's an embargo that we need to hit and i'm trying to finish the game by a certain time and then i'm like okay i've got this many days to finish the game this many days to write whatever features we're working on in this many days to edit for embargo uh but like most games i play casually i don't really think about that too much uh unless it's something that i want to finish by a certain time like the persona 5 strikers the reason that took so long was because uh i was very slow in playing through that game and i should have done a much better job (laughs) of like scheduling my time and figuring out when to play that game but it just just didn't happen
2: i don't i don't schedule mine i have my big uh essentially spreadsheet of everything that I'm playing but it's more like I get anxious if there's a list of things in my head that it's like oh I know that someone's told me to read that book or watch that show and so it's more of a list of things that I want to watch and play things that I am watching and playing and things that I've finished and it's it's kind of nice because I also juggle between a lot and so having a list of like oh I forgot that I was in the middle of this I'll go back to it that's pretty much what I use it for, but I don't schedule out, you know, like, oh, it's nine o'clock. I've got my one and a half hours of game time to go. I don't do any of that because I don't know. I try and stop playing games at like 1030 to give myself time to unwind and like fall asleep by about half 11. So that, that would probably be the only schedule that I would keep myself to. Unless it's a really bloody good bit, then all bets are off.
1: Sleeps out the window.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. All right. Uh. Oh, actually, did everyone answer that question? Yeah. Think so. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been episode eighty-eight of Gamespot After Dark. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you guys for joining. It has been an absolute pleasure to host this show mm-hmm. and hang out with you guys. Uh, you guys here with me right now, and you guys listening. Means the world, and uh, I'll stay in the Gamespot Discord. So stay in touch, and uh, you know, I think we're going to be playing some some games later today. So I'm sure we'll Mm -hmm. uh, still be having fun. Mm -hmm.
3: But
2: I'm going to miss you.
3: Now you can be friend of the show. (gasps) Yeah.
2: No, he needs he. You need a um. You need a more grand title than friend of the
4: show. I'll I'll let you guys think on it. If I don't like
0: it, I will let you know though. Ejected host. (laughs) Uh, I don't it doesn't have much of a ring to it Uh, anyway before we go Lucy anything you want to plug and where can people find you
2: Uh, this week we did uh, we're trying something out with console crew we put it out earlier in the week and it's more reactive so we put it out on Tuesday when all of the uh, E3 stuff was happening in the ESA announcing and so Tam Jordan and I got together to quickly talk about that and like what it means that xbox is there and playstation isn't so that's you know part of the reason why we haven't covered it on the podcast today but if you want to go uh hear us talk about it look at look at us talk about it that's weird but there is a <laughs> it is a video uh, that's on youtube.com gamespot watch us um, talk about it watch us talk about it uh sound off just watch um other than that i'm working on a bunch of mass effect stuff you know me I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Gibbs.
3: Tamor, how about you? I'm on Twitter at Tomorrow H. I'm basically doing the same thing that Lucy just said, as well as working on reviews after our ejected reviews editor. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Don't make this stick, say, one. absolutely. <laughs> 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 after after Callie left uh, yeah I kind of been handling uh, reviews uh, so Phil's reviews up. For that we've got a review for Balin Wonderworld from freelancer David Wildgoose. Um, and we'll have some more coming in. Um, other than that, it's pretty much it you know Just doing things behind the scenes, getting stuff ready for later in the year, making moves, crack smoke, chocolate to eat. John Luke. <laughs> Uh, you can find me. I'm not, I'm not me. going to acknowledge whatever you <laughs> just say in Twitter.
2: <laughs> I don't understand what he just said.
3: Some people will get the reference. And to those
4: people, good job. Uh, Jean Luc. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Jean Luc Seipi on Twitter. Uh, you can check out that Outriders uh, class tip that I mentioned. Uh, as Tamora said, the review, uh, the finalized version of the review should be up as well. Uh, also, I did a video on the Elgato uh, light strips. The the other half of that uh, Elgato wave panel video I did, so now you get to see me talk about the light light strips. I don't know. I'm sure it's good. Video's not done yet, but I'm sure it's great. You should check it out. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll like with Lucy and Tam, I'm gonna be doing hopefully Mass Effect stuff in the coming weeks. No when I right.
2: said Elgato, I can only hear it in um, Otto from The Simpsons Voice. So it's like, my name is Elgato and I'd love to <laughs> get <laughs> <Blatto>. <laughs> Uh
0: You can find me at Jacob Deck, and I am trying very hard to get this, uh, this uh, Disco Elysium video done before Friday. Uh, there's a hard deadline, though, because I get locked out of the system Friday oh, evening. Oh, God! So yeah, you do! Gotta make sure I finish that in time. I wrote the script and super fast and immediately just started recording vo and then i think i might like send it to qa just to make sure it's Do like it. sound go,
2: go wild. and then
0: it, i mean it makes sense it fits it fits the the game in the video it, it's me rambling about how great this game is and how ridiculous it is and and just all the absurdity in that game so i, I don't know i i'm hoping the disjointed rambles will <laughs> work out if they don't you can get mad at me your that's own fine. personal <laughs> mind palace yeah. on paper pretty much but anyway that's it I I won't see you next week but they will
3: oh, oh. oh. heartbreaking how'd you do that oh I'm sorry say
0: I was about to say it and I was like I gotta I can't say that because it's not true